What it do, what it do, what's goody? Welcome to episode 9 of Jack F, just another Knicks fan. And another day in April, well, let's get it. And um, today we're going to talk about Allen Iverson you know, versus Kyrie Irving. Uh, this is a, a great debate. Uh, you know, recently they showed... Um, I believe game six on TV or game five, I'm not sure. In which Kyrie had 41 points and LeBron had 41 points and they beat the Warriors. And I think that was a game five or game six, whichever one it was, I forgot. They looked great. It was game five because game seven was on the Warriors' home court. And so game six was going to be in Cleveland's home court. So, yeah, so the replay game five and Kyrie was looking amazing. On the court, obviously, and um, did his thing. 16 for 24 or some shit like that. Just getting busy. You know, a lot of people say the Warriors lost because, you know, Jim and Greek got suspended. I don't think that was the reason why they lost. I think they lost because Andrew Bogut, you know, tore his ACL. If Bogut don't tear his ACL, he's still sending LeBron shit to the stands. Because in the first four or five games... Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, even Steph Curry, you know they were they was allowed to bring everybody into the paint so Bogut could swat the shot away and shit, you know. Um, and once he tore his ACL, you know LeBron to the rack, finger roll, Kyrie to the rack, finger roll. There was no no anchor in the paint, and you know that's where really things favored. The Cavs and plus, you know, Curry and Clay, they didn't really have their rhythm going. But um that was an amazing game. An amazing performance by both LeBron and Kyrie. But um I was highly frustrated when, you know, some of my boys hit me up. It was like, yo, you know, Kyrie Kyrie's better than Allen Iverson and you know, then they brought into the fact that, you know, K D also said that Kyrie is better than Allen Iverson and you know, I was just like, okay, fine. Like, you know, that's your opinion and shit, but let's actually, like, talk about it, you know? Like, why not? So, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, Kyrie didn't lead his team into the playoffs until LeBron came. And even without LeBron, he's only won one series without him. You know, he had the luxury of having two other number one picks. Like, the Cavaliers kept getting number one picks once LeBron disappeared, man. That shit was highly annoying. And even the year that they almost made the playoffs, they were 37 and 45. Guess what? They still got the number one pick. You know, it's just funny how magically, after three years of, of number one picks, LeBron, you know, comes back on the scene and shit. But it's cool. You know, because... You know, the Cavs missed big when they drafted Anthony Bennett. You know, it was unfortunate his career didn't pan out like it was supposed to because, you know, he looked like a beast in UNLV, so I had high hopes for him as well. But, uh, you know, things didn't pan out the way it was supposed to. But, yeah, so he had three years, you know, on the court. He looked spectacular. You know, still fun to watch. But he ain't doing much. At least Iverson in his first three to four years, you know, he crossed type five. Probably the greatest player of all time, Jordan. Scored 30. Rookie of the year. I mean, they both got rookie of the year, so that's popping. They came with the league killing. 
both number one picks, you know. So they lived up to to the hype of, of being the number one pick. But, you know, Iverson has had an incredible 12-year one in which, you know, he probably carried, probably had the more, to me, the most impressive individual um, NBA Finals run of all time. You know, a lot of people want to say LeBron had a more impressive run to the finals in 2007 when he, he carried the Cavs. But to be honest, I, th- I think I think LeBron got the benefit of the doubt of the fact that he went up against an injured Bulls team, an injured Wizards team without no Gilbert Arenas and Antoine Jameson, I think. But I know Gilbert Arenas wasn't playing for a fact. And that he's getting away with the, the crab dribble. He started making up his own rules. You know, clearly stating that he's taking more than two steps. But that shit was funny when he was explaining it. He's like, nah, you know, it's just, it's not, it's it's more than two steps, but it's not three steps. You know, but the thing is, it is more than two steps though, right? But it's cool. He, you know, he did his thing. And then he went up against a, a depleted Bulls team. A deple- not a depleted Pistons teams, but they didn't have no Ben Wallace. So you're telling me an injured Wizards team, an injured Bulls team, and now Pistons teams without Ben Wallace. And then you get demolished by the Cavs. Not by the Cavs, by the by the Spurs. And um and you look at Iverson, you know, he went up against the Raptors with Vince Carter healthy, fresh off graduation, diploma vibes, you know the Bucks, the Pacers. Like all of those teams was hardcore that he went up against, you know? And for the most part, healthy. And then he went up against uh, probably the one of the most dominant teams of all time against the Lakers. And squeezed out a W. So, in spectacular fashion, and had one of the greatest finals moments of all time. Stepping over Tyrone Lue. So, I know I give Iverson the benefit of the doubt over LeBron just because of those factors. Like, people take that out. The fact that the Wizards were hobbled, the Bulls were hobbled, Pistons didn't have Ben Wallace, and they got smoked by the Spurs, you know. At least, for the most part, those Sixers versus Lakers games were pretty competitive. You know, they weren't blowouts by any means by any means of the stretch. So, now we get back to Kyrie. You know, he was looking great when he was on the Celtics that first season. He was looking remarkable. Like the team to beat and all that shit. And then unfortunately, Gordon Hayward got hurt in the first play of the game in which, you know, Kyrie threw the lob. Sort of a bad pass, but it's all good. It's part of the game. It happens. But um, the team started flourishing without Gordon Hayward. And, you know, unfortunately, Kyrie got hurt again. He was out for the season. And, and that's another thing about Kyrie. You know, he might be a great player. He might be better than Iverson, but... You know, he's always getting hurt. And what's the point of somebody being better if they're always going to be hurt? And then finally, Kyrie's healthy. Gordon Haywood's healthy. Team's looking good. And I don't care about the whole locker room, the situation. And then um, they go up against the Bucks, And, you know, he had a, a tough, bad playoff series. But that could have been... Kyrie's like, yo, I'm I'm my own man. I probably, I mean, he is his own man, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like, 
You could say he's that dude. I could carry my own team. I'm a number one option, number one. You could build a team around me type of vibe. But unfortunately, you know, the Black Playoff Series, I guess, was Black locker room vibes and that situation was done. It was like he didn't like Boston and Boston didn't like him. But that was a spot right there where, you know, um, you could have stamped that he's that dude. He is that dude. But even more if he's that dude. You know, even I wish he didn't get hurt that first year on the Celtics because they probably would have beat the Cavaliers. You know, that team was looking good. Unfortunately, he got hurt. And you know, when I look at Adam Iverson, you know, I remember back to the year 2001, playing game one of the NBA Finals. You know, they're showing the list of injuries that he's played through and the whole team was playing through. You know, that shit was very inspirational. But to be completely honest, you know, I felt like I never really had to question Allen Iverson's heart and his effort. And I felt like sometimes people feel that way about Kyrie, you know. So I think that's where you could draw the line. You know, people also want to say that, you know, Allen Iverson sometimes didn't have an efficient field goal percentage. But if you really think about it, when he had elite players around him, like when he was with the Nuggets, he was shooting 46% from the field, you know, so... And people try to say that, hey, man, he had Melo for a year and a half. He didn't win. But people forget that it took LeBron James and D. Wade two years to win a chip. You know, So how could you win a championship in a year and a half? The only team I know that really won a chip in one year was the Celtics when they had Ray Allen, KG, and Paul Pierce. And they was all into their 30s, and they all needed to know that they knew their roles and what needed to get done. Melo was still young. JR was still young. And Iverson was the only one that was a, a solid vet. Man, they only gave him a year and a half to figure it out. So I don't know if he really had the, enough time with an elite player. But when they already had good players around him, he was shooting well over 45%. And I'm pretty sure that, you know, he would thrive in this era too. With the way the game is played up and down, court spread out, isolation. Ain't too many players checking him, you know. And I'm not saying Iverson was a great defender, but as long as you can score and make an impact on the court, you know, you're going to be on the court. So, and I never heard anyone else say that Kyrie's a great defender. But um, Kyrie does love playing defense on Steph Curry, so I respect that shit. But um, what else is I to say? Yeah, Kyrie does have better handles, but Iverson still got the better crossover. You know, Iverson just gets to where he needs to get to faster. And I don't know why that's a bad thing. You know, um, yeah, Kyrie has more counter moves, but Iverson really didn't need a counter move because that's how athletic and fast he was. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people are using that shit against Iverson. You know, if that's what we're going to do, we, could, we should be holding a lot of players for being athletic uh, accountable. Then you could put Jordan in that. You could put LeBron in that. You could put Shaq in that. Um, you could put KD in that. You could put almost every great player and use their best ability against them. And then we could say that they're, they're an average player. So I don't think that's fair. But, you know, back to Kyrie. I am a fan. And I think it's cool if you think Kyrie's better. 
But I just don't like when people say it's not even a conversation, you know. I like I like Kyrie because, you know, I love I love basketball players that specialize in getting buckets. You know, that's my shit. And Kyrie's also part of Beard Gang. I'm part of Beard Gang. Um feel free to join whenever you want to. Um, I even got the Kyrie Irving, Uncle Drew, Bobblehead in my room. You know, I watched the movie. That movie's pretty good. You know, I low key I low key want that van. That that little traveling van. And I wish I could just have that in my in my backyard and isolate myself during these quarantine times and just chill. But uh, I don't got that van, so I can't isolate myself in that van, you know. Uh, but Kyrie, I, I love watching him play, too. I'm glad, like I said earlier, he's on the Nets, so I could, I could just put on a Yes Network uh, whenever the Knicks are having a tough night and you know, I could still watch KD and Kyrie get buckets, you know. Um, that's still pretty interesting and fun to watch. And like I said earlier, you know, Kevin Durant did say that, you know, Kyrie's better than Iverson, and that's cool. But, you know, we also got to take into consideration that they're teammates. You know, um, I would say that too if I'm KD. Like, nah, Iverson better. I mean, Kyrie's better because that's his teammate. You got to rock out. You know, and he probably knows Kyrie as a person better than all of us. So, um glad that he said that, you know, but what we're not going to do is uh, devalue what Iverson has done for the game, you know, he was the number one selling jersey for a reason for like 70 years straight, you know, when we talk about the most influential players, he arguably is the most influential player after Jordan, uh, there's a reason that he was the 2K cover for about four years straight, there's a reason why uh, there was a dress code involved. And I think the NBA should bring the dress code back according to where some of these dudes are dressing. You know, I know fashion has become a part of the NBA and sponsors and all that shit, but, you know, it's getting to the point where I feel like some of these players don't even care about the game as much as they do about them getting fly. You know, uh, I feel like they shouldn't be able to post the outfit if they lose and shit. But it's cool, man. They do what they got to do. They get their money, but... That's just how I feel about shit. And like I said, I love Kyrie. I love Iverson. But Iverson is definitely, you know, my guy. If I think you're going to ask me who I'm about to build a team around, I'm going to say I'm Iverson. Uh, if you're going to ask me who uh, I'd rather... Nah, man, they're both entertaining to watch, man. Shit. So don't ask me that question. Uh, Kyrie's playing now, so I'm glad I'm watching them play. Uh... Like I mentioned earlier, there's nothing wrong with appreciating uh, Kyrie Irving and Allen Iverson, both great players. Uh, let's just not devalue the legends. You know, uh, my 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 bro. You know, he's the biggest Braun fan now, but you know, before that, he was the biggest AI fan ever. And I remember he went to the game at the Garden when Nate Robinson hit the game winner, and shit. But he said it was all good because, you know, Iverson had 40 points and Marbury had 33. And the Knicks won, so that's all that really mattered to me. So, you know, I don't even know why I mentioned that. I mentioned that because that's my bro. So I had to mention the fact that he saw Iverson score 40 in the Garden. And, you know, speaking of influence, let's get back to that. You know, Post Malone, he got hot. 
because he made the song called White Iverson. So, you know, Iverson is a force to be reckoned with. You know, like I said, there's a reason he made the All-Star year. I mean, the All-Star game every every year. Even some years, he probably didn't deserve to make it. Like when he was averaging 18 points and 6 assists. But guess what? He still did. Because he's that dude. You know, we can't forget about the commercial he had with Jada Kiss. That shit was fire. That was important. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but that shit was important. So, shout out to Kyrie. Shout out to Allen Iverson. Shout out to The Answer. Shout out to Uncle Drew. And um, let's just keep pushing this basketball culture as far as we can. And let's just hope Kyrie's healthy next year. You know, um, unfortunately, he's hurt again this year, but let's hope for a, a healthy Kyrie, a healthy KD, a healthy KD. And uh, for me personally, I want a, a solid Knicks roster next year and build upon, I want RJ Barrett to build upon uh, what he's been doing recently. He's been having an amazing stretch. And hopefully he can build off that too. And I want some of the players of the Knicks to stop freezing RJ Barrett out. You know, let the boy do him. You know, that boy holds the keys to the future. And, uh, you know, as far as uh, the COVID-19, you know, hopefully it leaves the earth, the planet of Earth soon and and just goes somewhere and evaporates. And, and the world can return back to normal. So... And I hope hopefully all you guys stay safe out there. And, you know, that's all for the best. And that's all I can say. And as far as this episode, you know, that's all I really had to say about, you know, Kyrie Irving and Allen Iverson. Uh, Props to both of them. But um, Iverson's my guy and so is Kyrie. But we will not disrespect AI. And that's episode nine and I'm checking out.